Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairytale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money-saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Roxy Birchfield about her vow renewal at the Wedding Pavilion with a reception at the Grand Floridian and a dessert party at Germany in Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned everything and, of course, how it all turned out. So welcome, Roxy. Hi, nice to be here. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your husband decided that you wanted to have a vow renewal at Disney. Uh, well, first of all, we met each other and got married in three weeks, 10 years ago. And so our original, original, original wedding was literally us going to a notary at a local Kinko's in Fort Jackson, South Carolina on our lunch break. Uh, we both met in the military and we just got married. It was one of those, <laughs> which was very odd in itself. Then we had an actual wedding celebration probably about nine months after that for our friends and family to kind of like meet each other and to actually celebrate and everyone come together and then when we were approaching our 10-year anniversary, honestly, I'm pretty sure all of our friends and family, even if they supported us, always thought that it was just a little much that who actually meets each other and gets married in three weeks? Very odd. So the fact that we, you know, came to 10 years was so monumental that it was like a fairy tale like story. And being that we have a six-year-old daughter and we take her to Disney World every single year, it just kind of all made sense and came together as, oh my goodness, this is a reason to celebrate coming out of the pandemic and you only turn 10 once. And so we decided it would be a really great way of marking 10 years by having the celebration at Disney World. That's fantastic. So how did those friends and family react when they found out the vow renewal was going to be at Disney World? Well, all the same people were invited. At this point in our lives, we have poured into so many other couples, being that we're both reverends, and we spent a lot of our time doing premarital and marital counseling for a lot of couples. So um, it was something in which we wanted to kind of switch it up a little bit. And we had some friends and family come to this occasion, but we really um, had the bulk of our guests be our couples that we have worked with over the years and we've grown to become family with. So a lot of our friends and family kind of found out whenever we posted the pictures and we were kind of like, oh, Disney World. But a lot of our couples were super excited, very much on board. And just even for the ones who had gotten married at Disney World as well, this was just so special to them on so many levels. That's fantastic. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So that's a very interesting question because originally this was supposed to be a very quote unquote low key 35 guests occasion and it was just so hard that by the time we were walking into our ballroom at Grand Floridian my Disney planner had to let me know like you have way more people here than we thought <laughs> yeah I'm that person and the reason why I was so okay with this I like had to kind of sign a, like a new contract on the spot 
walking in to the Grand Floridian because I had double the guests. So we had approximately 75. And I, I was totally okay with that only because my thing as a wedding professional is that I just don't want no-shows. So I'd rather have more people show up, have to pay <laughs> right there and then, than to, you know, pay for a bunch of seats and then have, like, no-shows. That's interesting. So then what did they do about having enough food and having enough chairs and tables set up? Well, I'm going to be very honest, like, not to make judgment on Disney, but it's Disney. They're like a billion dollar company. I feel like they can handle it. Like if I have, if I tell you I'm gonna have 35 and you have 75, I think you can handle it. I was made aware by my planner in advance that if I had over the amount of people for the dessert party, that they would only provide food for the amount of people I paid for. So for my dessert party last minute, I had decided to pay for 50 people instead of 35. And that was like the week of. I said, okay, I'm going to pay for 50, kind of giving wiggle room for any of my vendors who were not local to Orlando, who wanted to be able to come and have that experience. So I was totally fine with that because dessert is one of those weird things where I feel like not everybody indulges. I mean, I'm going to be very honest. I didn't eat at all during my occasion. Like I didn't eat at the reception and I didn't really eat at the dessert party either. So I was totally fine with it all balancing out. And it did. It all worked out. Nobody was left stranded being like, I'm starving. It all worked out. (laughs) (laughs) So did you set up a room block for your guests? I certainly did. And I also had special perks and welcome bags that were made available to those who chose to stay at Disney World. Interesting. Did you drop them off beforehand or did you use Disney's delivery service? I used Disney's delivery service. It was $2 a room, which I thought was very reasonable comparatively to everything else you have to pay for. So I used the Dare delivery service for sure. That's great. Which resorts did you choose? I did the Coronado, Coronado Springs. And I also at last minute chose the New Orleans French quarters. And I chose that for my vendors. So I flew in a decent number of my vendors. So I used one hotel for my vendors and another for the guests. And I, myself and my family, my immediate family stayed at the Grand Floridian. I see. Okay. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? Was it your actual anniversary? No. So my actual wedding date is June 20th. Um, And I did my vow renewal on June 29th because I felt like I was a little comparatively to like the other Disney brides that I've grown to know. I feel like I was a little behind. I decided to do this September of last year, 2021. And I felt like I was behind. I felt like all Disney brides had been knowing that they were going to get married at Disney since they were like a little girl and they had been planning the whole time. And I felt like, you know, coming up with this with less than a year to plan was late. And so I was kind of at the mercy to whatever was like available slash. I really wanted it to be a weekday. I thought that that would be a better decision to make, especially since there seems to be price differences or at least minimum differences depending on which day of the week you choose. So I really was excited about taking advantage of that. That's great. And then how did you choose 5 p.m. for your ceremony? Well, as a wedding professional, I I always keep leading with the as a wedding professional because people have to understand that I have a certain mindset that while I did have to learn how to do a Disney wedding, which is a whole world on its own, (laughs) I was still coming from the wedding world. I, I have done weddings and been a guest at weddings all over the world. And I know the things that I like and the things that I don't like. And one of the things that I don't like is dead space in a timeline. I don't like it at all. And so I wanted my timeline to feel like a huge rush towards all my guests. I wanted them to feel like it was action packed and really just rolling through the night. And so I picked five because it was the perfect amount of hours prior to the Epcot fireworks. So I knew that any and everything that I wanted to do had to be jam-packed into just a handful of hours. Okay. And then how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? It was really tough because I kind of went back and forth between I want to get married in the park because I want people to see the photo of my ceremony and know that it's Disney World, right? And then 
looking at the wedding pavilions. I have only done very few Disney weddings as an officiant. And one of those weddings was super unforgettable to me. My bride, Sammy, she and her husband, they got married in the wedding pavilion. And I never forget what it felt like to walk down the aisle as the officiant. It gave me goosebumps. And I'm like, it's not even my day. It it just has like this very immaculate, majestic feeling in that chapel. And just as someone who served as a chaplain in the military, and I've just seen so many beautiful chapels around the world, I just knew there was something special about the wedding pavilion. Like in my mind, people who are not Disney people oftentimes think that the wedding pavilion is inside of Cinderella's castle. That's how beautiful it is right and even though that's not the truth for anybody who knows disney they we know that that's not what it is people think that and so for me i chose the wedding pavilion because the one thing it had in comparison to any place in the park was weather control and i did not want to have to be totally devastated if it rained or thinking about a backup plan and so i went with the wedding pavilion because it gave me the least anxiety <laughs> <laughs> And how did you choose a ballroom at the Grand Floridian for the reception? Well, I just think coming out of the wedding um, industry, I knew that I felt like people were going to have a high standard of what they expected from me. And so that's typically what a lot of people expect when they go to a wedding, I think, is that it's usually in a ballroom somewhere at some venue. And again, the beauty of that is that you have weather control. I knew it would, you know, be air conditioned and I knew that it wouldn't rain inside the ballroom. And so I also knew that with a ballroom, I could turn it into anything I wanted it to be. And then I was able to do just that. That's fantastic. So it sounds like you used a lot of outside vendors for your event. Can you talk a little bit about which ones you used and how you chose them? Yeah. So Kesha Lambert is a magnificent photographer. She is admired by so many other photographers. Actually, Jaime asked me who was my photographer for my actual celebration day. And I told him and he goes, oh my goodness, I just want to come to your wedding just so I can meet her. So she is highly, you know, respected in the photography world, particularly in the wedding photography world. She is an ambassador for Sony and many other camera companies. The woman knows what she's doing. And I'm just, I, I could only imagine myself and thinking about my memories through her lens. I have worked so many weddings with her. I've been watching her actually for a whole decade. She was supposed to probably be my wedding photographer 10 years ago. However, it just didn't work out that way. So now that I had this opportunity at Disney, I really, you know, wanted to be able to use her and it just really worked out. And I think by picking a weekday, it really worked out because it was the height of wedding season here for us Northeasterners and it, it worked out with her schedule. So I felt really blessed for that. That's wonderful. For my videography, I use Solo. I call him Solo, uh, but I you'll you'll have his handle, of course, and you'll be able to drop that link. But Solo is magnificent as well. And this year actually was a great year for him, and so much so that he wasn't even accepting commissions. But I still begged for him to do my vow renewal because, again, I've worked with him only a handful of times but his videos are not only ones that go viral but they're very memorable and they're very quick paced and i love his editing style so while he wasn't taking commissions he heard that this was at disney world and honestly he said i just can't not do this so he was very excited to hop on board as well he's done a lot of celebrity uh weddings and i just really genuinely love his style and i really love the fact that he works alongside his wife as well um and so having a husband wife team was very special to me and, and it brought a very comforting kind of energy to the vow renewal and then for hair and makeup. So hair and makeup to me is just as important as the dress. Like I know a lot of people or I've seen, you know, plenty of episodes of like say yes to the dress, for example. And there's so much that goes into the dress budget wise and excitement wise and all of that. But for me, it was like hair and makeup was just as important as any gown that I would ever choose. But at the same time, I was kind of like, okay, I have a budget. I have limitations. 
I can't fly the entire world in. But I felt very blessed that I had done so many weddings all over the U.S. that I had done a good amount in Florida itself. And so I was able to find my hair and makeup right in Miami, which was only a drive away versus a flight. So Hair Chemistry Miami and her husband, Chem Beauty, they both came and they were my hair and makeup team. And I appreciated them because they offer a package where they can stay with you all day. And not only were they troopers, I call them the Navy SEALs of glam because without fail, they were there bright and early the very next morning after my vow renewal ready for my park shoot. And we know how early those park shoots are. And they were there and I was like literally peeling my eyes open. So I am so blessed to have found them, to have worked with them many times before in Miami, but to bring them to Orlando and to have them at Disney World. And then my wedding planner. So while Disney's wedding planners that they provide us with are just superior. They are amazing. They know Disney in and out, up and down, back and front. I still got my own wedding planner because I always feel like the wedding world is sort of like, I hate to make it seem so businessy, but it is. I see it as a, you know, in a business sense. And I see it as a courtroom, right? And you would never go to court without your own lawyer. Right. I would never just represent myself. I just wouldn't trust myself with representing myself. I know a lot. I have a lot of experience. I know what I like. But at the same time, I feel like your wedding planner, your personal wedding planner who you pay, that's very important because they're always going to operate with your best interests at heart. And so I, I definitely got my own planner. Her name is Alicia. She is the owner and operator of ILE events. She is amazing. She knew every single thing I wanted and she knew every single thing when I wanted it to happen. She built an amazing timeline. My entire wedding kept to the timeline. Everything went off without a hitch and she was able to like kindly communicate to me throughout the day anything that disney was saying could or couldn't happen or had to be changed or adjusted and it was really like a nice way to interact with disney rather than having someone just tell you like this can't happen or that can't happen and it was just also nice to have someone else in the meetings with me every single time i got on my my meetings with with Disney for planning, just having someone else to remind me, hey, they said, you know, make sure you pick this, make sure you pick that, make sure we have all of these things. Someone to kind of track everyone's COIs, which is their insurance, all of your vendors, making sure you're collecting their insurance, making sure that you have someone there counting how many people did show up to your event. Should you sign this contract? Is this the right number? I'm just so overwhelmed on my actual day that I just know I'm not able to pay attention to that as a bride versus when I'm a vendor. So it was really awesome having my own wedding planner. That's interesting. Can you give an example of where something changed on the day and Disney communicated via your planner? Absolutely. So here's the example. I ended up having probably maybe 80 something people go from Grand Floridian into Epcot for my dessert party. We had fireworks, we had the dessert party, and then I had the ride mix-in scheduled for everyone who came to the park. Well, I had also had two buses. Now, this ended up kind of working a little bit against me, I think, because what happened was, very last minute, I was told by Disney that not everyone could ride the ride, and that only about 54 people could ride the ride because that's how many people could hold into one bus so that they were going to have one bus take everyone else back and then one bus take everyone to the ride, which was Soren. That was really kind of disappointing because I was like, why can't everyone ride? And so some of my guests didn't get to ride Soren. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know why. And not only that, when we got there, we all were seated in the ride there were empty seats on the ride. Ugh. Yeah, I know. So I was, if I could say the one thing I was really disappointed in, it was it was that. Because I don't think I've ever gotten a clear answer as to like, why. Interesting. Okay. Bridal Styles Boutique 
I really want to shout them out. They do a lot of celebrity weddings as well. They provide the bridal hair pieces. So my crown that everyone loved, it was so hard finding a crown that I loved because I really wanted to stay away from anything that looked like a tiara or anything that made me feel like it was my sweet 16. So I just love that they had options that I could pick and feel like, oh, this looks like something that would come out of the Queen of England's vault or something. Like, I really want something that had that type of regal feel too. So Bridal Styles Boutique for sure was super amazing. I was able to go there and pick out things myself, try them on, discuss my hairstyles. It was like an all-encompassing experience. And then last but not least, the thing people ask me the most about when they see any photos or videos from my vow renewal is my cake. My cake was the most fairy tale thing ever. Even Disney was excited to see this cake because they didn't believe that it was going to be 12 feet high, and it was. And I flew in Angela, who is the cake maker. I flew her in from Los Angeles. I'm from New York City, so that's just to show you how miles apart we were. But she created so many blingy, pieces to my wedding. She gave me a bouquet holder that I utilize on my daughter's flower girl basket. She actually blinged out my sneakers that I wore. She blinged out a rose that I held for my second look at the reception. But the cake she made, I don't think I've ever seen a more beautiful cake. I'm not even gonna lie. It's like the most magical thing and most majestic thing you could ever see. And it was just another reminder to everyone that your cake, yes, tasting it and it tasting amazing is great. But the number one thing that I didn't realize ever before until I saw this cake was that cake is very much a part of your decor, like everything else. And so this cake was just so majestic. And I, I just, I loved it so much. I... I can't even, I'm not even a cake person. I was going to cut cake out of the whole equation until I see what she could do. And this was an artificial cake. And then you got the real cake from Disney? I actually didn't even get a real cake from Disney at all. I had the dessert party as the fill-in. Like, instead of having a cake, because I'm not a cake person, I said I was going to have all these, like, you know, desserts, have the dessert party. So because Disney does not allow you to have an outside cake vendor, the loophole is that the only way you could is if it's a fully 100% artificial cake. So it was 100% artificial and it was literally set for decor and for pictures and for when Mickey came in, you know, us cutting our cake with the giant sword or saber actually. So it was 100% artificial and that was the only way I was allowed to have an outside vendor for cake. So now I'm super curious, what has become of this cake? Do you have a 12-foot fake cake in your house now? <laughs> I do not. This cake was actually flown back to L.A., and it is something that is a rental, if that makes any sense. Ah. But a portion of the cake I do have. So in the center of the cake, there was a little light shining on a prince and princess with a horse and carriage, Swarovski horse and carriage. I still have that portion. And the rest of the cake was a rental and sent back to Los Angeles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So since you and your husband are both reverends, how did you choose the officiant for your own vow renewal? So because we got married during basic training of our chaplain, it was our chaplain basic training in the army. And the way our love story goes, and it was explained in our actual ceremony, was that one of my husband's battle buddies was the person that kind of encouraged him or put the thought in his mind like, hey, you know, like you're not married, you're looking for a wife, you say that you don't, you know, see any prospects back home. What about Morris was the quote that we used. What about Morris? And my, you know, former last name was Morris. So he was the one who suggested to him that he should talk to me at all. And it's really funny because that's who we used as our officiant at our original celebration. And we brought him back again to actually be the officiant for our 10-year vow and to be the godfather of our three-month-old son, who we incorporated his baby dedication into our vow renewal. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, and it's very awesome because our, our little three-month-old is the first baby to ever be dedicated at the wedding pavilion. 
So we have we have a little joke that we we say to him that he's you know Disney's first baby. <laughs> okay, so then did you add any entertainment to the ceremony or to the reception? I had I would say a reasonable amount of entertainment. I flew in a lot of my entertainment. I think the only entertainment that was not flown in was Mickey Mouse himself, which I was so excited about. I almost didn't even have Mickey Mouse because at the time I was planning, the characters were not hugging. They were not coming close to any guests. And for me, it would have been really a disappointment to have them in that situation. But once my salesperson told me, hey, they're hugging now, I quickly was like, Mickey Mouse has to come. Because if not for nothing, even if I don't have guests who are incredibly excited about Disney World, they're going to be excited about meeting Mickey Mouse. That's like super special. And one of the things that I told all my guests to do was to dress in all white. So everyone was dressed in white. I even asked the coordinator at Disney, all the planners to wear white. They were so scared to do it because they were like, no, this is like so against what we're supposed to do. I was like, please, please wear white. And then I also had Mickey Mouse dressed in white. It was so beautiful to see everyone dressed in white and everyone uniform. It was absolutely stunning. So Mickey Mouse was a part of my entertainment. And then I also flew in a group called Boom Boom Room. They are drummers representing Trinidad and they play over your music. So it always gives your music sort of like this live music feel. Um, I flew them in from New York City. Um, and another thing that they offer is they have sort of like these carnival dancers as well. And so I had the carnival dancers come in for their own entrance after Mickey Mouse obviously left the room completely. I learned so many rules that Mickey Mouse has when he comes into the room. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. I just absolutely love it. So um, I was able to have them enter the room to, to kind of give it another like live fun experience. So I had carnival dancers and I had drummers. I had a DJ and I had Mickey Mouse. And that was the bulk of my entertainment during the Grand Floridian reception. Got it. Okay. And now I know you didn't get a chance to eat anything, but have you heard <laughs> feedback on which were your best menu items? Oh my goodness. Everyone loved the salmon. Everyone loved the mac and cheese. Everyone loved the mashed potatoes. You know, I, I kept my bar in a way where if people had dietary exceptions, they would still find something to eat. So I kept it very much like pastas and salads. And then I did the mac and cheese because I absolutely loved it when I went to the tasting. So I had to have that. I loved having that bar. And then the salmon and then the meat was also really amazing. And then for anybody who was vegan, they had like a plated option. But I don't think I had anybody who came up as vegan during the actual event. So people loved the food, no complaints there. I had a bar where people could go up and pick what they wanted. And I found that to be a lot more suitable for my, my guests versus an, a plated meal. Got it, okay. And we'll talk a little bit more about this during the timeline, but since your reception got shortened to two hours, how did it work with having all the entertainment and Mickey and then also having enough time to eat? Well, what I did, timeline-wise, was when my ceremony was over, we immediately walked out. And I guess you could count this as part of the entertainment as well. I had a bagpipe player. So we leave the wedding pavilion. We walk over the bridge. We are met by a bagpipe player. Then after that, I looked at that moment as my staged exit. So I, I used the bagpipe player instead of tossing flowers or blowing bubbles. Like for me, like the bagpipe player had a very patriotic feel to it, especially since my husband has a Irish and Scottish background and heritage. So I felt like that was a really nice touch to like incorporate his culture. And then right after that, everyone got on a bus that drove them right across the parking lot to the Grand Floridian. Once my guests arrived, they were welcomed by the band and the DJ playing. They entered the room and they got right to eating. So they were eating and drinking while I was still taking photos over at the wedding pavilion. 
by the time we entered the Grand Floridian for the reception and our entrance, it was probably already an hour or 45 minutes in. So our guests had been eating for 45 minutes to an hour, enjoying music. We enter, we do a quick quote unquote first dance. It's not our first dance. Obviously we were married for 10 years, but we do a quick dance and then we exit right away. And then Mickey Mouse enters and we enter again. So at that point, food and drink has happened for the most part, and they're getting to see Mickey Mouse. And at that point, they've heard the DJ and they've heard the drummers play. The only thing left for them to really see as a surprise are the carnival dancers in which we incorporated probably right after Mickey Mouse left. So while Mickey Mouse is there, we're taking pictures, we're cutting the cake, quote unquote, cutting the cake, we're doing all that kind of fun stuff. And then Mickey leaves, we wave by, and then carnival dancers come in. And then you have another like 15 minutes before we have to get on that bus and wisp off to Epcot. So everything really happened quickly. Got it. Okay. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about that dessert party, how you chose Germany and what kinds of desserts you served? Well, I didn't choose Germany. My salesperson did. <laughs> they were <laughs> like, these are your these are your options. This is what pictures kind of look like in either of those places. And this is what's available on that Wednesday that you're, you're having your event. So is that cool with you? And I said, that's fine with me because I really wanted Wednesday and that was very paramount to me. The desserts that I chose, I had a full menu. And then in one of my Disney bridal groups on Facebook, I posted my menu and people kind of assisted me in cutting down the menu a bit. And that was awesome because in the back of my head, I knew I could have more people over the amount that I told Disney. So with cutting down the menu, it's not that I wanted to save money, but what I wanted to do was to be able to invite more people. So my menu at first was costing me approximately $54 a person. And then with some adjustments, like people were able to help me know like, hey, if you choose this, it comes with ice cream already. You don't need an additional thing with the ice cream. And I said, oh, I didn't know, you know, like other people who were more experienced, other brides who had um, already had their dessert party. So I was able to kind of cut my menu down to being approximately about 30 something dollars a person and invite more people to the dessert party. I think the beauty of the dessert party was that if I couldn't invite people to the reception, like if they were local to Orlando and they were a friend of mine, I was able to at least invite them to the dessert party, which is super exciting to someone to come to, even if they don't come to your reception. So it's kind of another opportunity to kind of have a little bit more guests who are just like, hey, I just want to be a part of it. And I just want to see something of the celebration. Got it. And then how did you choose Soren for your ride mixing? Oh, I love Soren every single year that uh, my husband and my daughter and I um, go to Disney World because we have uh, a home actually in Orlando that's not far from Disney. It's five miles away. Um, we normally rent it out um, as a vacation rental, but when we go, because we go every year, sometimes we go multiple times a year, Soren is just a must. It's a must. It's a must. And the only other ride I could think of that I would want to go on in Epcot was the Frozen ride, um, Frozen Ever After. But the thing about it is I knew I had a lot of, I had a lot of guys coming to this <laughs> and I don't think that they would want to ride Frozen Ever After. So I was like, Soren is definitely the more neutral ride experience at, at Disney that I think people would be impressed by. Got it, okay. So we talked a little bit about the timeline of the reception. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the entire day fit together? So with the entire day, I woke up in the morning, I had a great breakfast, then hair and makeup came around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. The reason why I had hair and makeup come in the morning, even though I was having the ceremony at five o'clock, was that I wanted enough time to be able to get ready. And a tradition that I see most of my brides do is they take photos and video well in advance of the actual ceremony well in advance even of the first look the bride usually gets her hair and makeup done and she wears a robe and she takes pictures in the pre-ceremony kind of experience so i got ready 
and I took pictures in my robe. My husband actually stayed at the New Orleans hotel the night before. He, for some reason, did not want to see me. He wanted to actually have this experience as though it was our wedding day. Um, we didn't have a bridal party. So that's the, the one thing that wasn't traditional of a normal wedding. But he really wanted that experience of seeing me for the first time and seeing me in Grand Floridian and having that moment together. So I woke up in the morning, I had my good breakfast, I had my hair and makeup, and then I jumped right into photo and video. I wanted photo and video to also capture images of my gown on a mannequin in the hallway at Grand Floridian, in my room. I really wanted that pre-wedding experience to be a moment just as important as first look or ceremony or reception. And then from there, I had my first look in Grand Floridian. That was super special. It was probably a viral moment if I could give it a label, just because we cried like if it was our first time, you know, that you, our first wedding, you know, it still had a very magical moment. It was like the greatest moment ever. And I just, I can't even believe that it was just so magical. It was more magical than I even expected. So we had that magical moment. And then shortly after that was our ceremony. Ceremony was very much like 10, 15 minutes. So we did a 10, 15 minute ceremony that focused on our love story, but really focused on the fact that we had a three month old. And so we did his dedication right there and then. And I think it's gonna be awesome because we're definitely a Disney family and we'll be going to Disney every single year. And so it's some place that we'll be able to like always point at and tell our son like, you had your dedication there. So that like it's, it had an extra layer of like specialness to us in that ceremony. And then from there we had Grand Floridian and then we had our dessert party in Epcot in Germany. And it was just a fun fill and every single thing went smoothly. That's fantastic. When you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? When I was planning, I focused my budget on all the things that were Disney oriented. I felt like if I'm going to do a vow renewal, that's going to practically feel like a wedding all over again. And I was going to do it at Disney World there had to be a point and a purpose. I really didn't want my wedding at Disney World to look like another wedding that could be had anywhere else in the world, right? right? So with that in mind, it was so important for me to have a touch of Disney every single place I could. So for example, I had to have a character at my reception. It was a must. I really didn't want it to be a policy that the characters couldn't hug because then for me, it wasn't really all that worth it. But at the same time, when I knew that that was lifted, I was so excited because seeing Mickey Mouse at a wedding is immediately going to give it the touch that it needs to give when it comes to having a Disney wedding. Every time I post a picture of that on Instagram, it's instantly like, oh, Disney wedding. Like, no, I mean, people, I guess, try to have that kind those kind of elements outside of Disney, but it's not the same. It's just not the same. So it's just super exciting to be able to have that there. And then I had to have fireworks. Now I've been to plenty of weddings before that had fireworks, but I'm going to tell you right now, I've seen fireworks in many other weddings and no one does fireworks like Disney period. So I needed Disney fireworks somewhere in my timeline for sure. And so that was an absolute must. Whatever I needed to pay to be in the park on my day was amazing. And you know what else was amazing about being in the park on your wedding day? The people, the people who were just there, they would cheer you on and you would feel like those were your friends and they're total strangers. And I think that was a special element I wasn't even expecting. And just having all of my guests come through Disney backstage, that was like such a cool experience. They were like, wow. And I'm like, honestly, if this is your first time at Disney, it's a cool experience. And if this is your hundredth millionth time at Disney, it's still a cool experience. And for my Disney brides who were present for my wedding, they were just like, oh my goodness, what a cool experience because not all of them had dessert parties. So it was still special to people who were, you know, people who came to Disney all the time and people who never been at any time in their life before. I was able to still give them that as a gift. That's fantastic. 
Were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? I think for me, I am so used to being in the wedding industry that really looks at florals as being a centerpiece to how beautiful a wedding is. And while I think flowers are super beautiful, I think I incorporated flowers in a way that made sense to me and made sense to Disney, but did not need to be overwhelming. Because for me, the centerpiece was Disney in itself and our love story. That was the centerpiece and that was what I wanted my guests to focus on. And so for me, I saved a lot of money in the area of florals because I thought that I did not want things to take away from my love story and Disney. So for example, I had absolutely no flowers in the wedding pavilion. I couldn't even think of a floral design that was most appropriate. That was so like a jigsaw puzzle for me because I was like, this is one of the most beautiful chapels I've ever seen in my life. I don't want anything to take away from it. I just want it in its kind of organic form. And so the only flowers you saw in a photo was my personal florals. So my daughter throwing petals, which she walked down the aisle and she was so excited to hear like the Elena of Avalon song that she like didn't even throw a petal. <laughs> so, so she didn't throw any petals. And then I had my bouquet, which was well thought out. I got the inspiration and I got the bouquet that I always wanted. And that was the only florals you saw. I had no other flowers anywhere in the wedding pavilion. And in my reception, I had one giant tree made out of baby breaths. And my bouquet was made out of baby breaths as well with a little touch of orchids because orchid is considered a very expensive and beautiful flower. And so I keep telling people that, you know, if they're not a Disney goer, they may not know that in Animal Kingdom, there is this giant tree that's the icon. It's called the Tree of Life. And for me, the one tree, I had one giant tree in my reception and I called it my interpretation of the tree of life. And it really resembled my bouquet. And so I was very much more creative with my flowers versus having an abundance of it. And that was a major place in which I saved on there. Interesting. Okay. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your vow renewal day? So that's a really hard question. I'm sorry. Like every, <laughs> every step of the way that had to do with Disney was special. Being in the Grand Floridian, having my first look was special because every time I go into Grand Floridian, that's what I'm going to remember. Every time I close my eyes and I hear the piano playing in Grand Floridian, that's what I'm going to remember. Being able to hear the bagpipe player play outside on the other side of the bridge is always going to give me a special feeling every time I look at the wedding pavilion, even in other people's pictures. Going to the Grand Floridian is always going to make me think of my reception at the conference center. Being able to go into Epcot, every time I go into Epcot, I'm going to remember our dessert party. And I'm going to remember the line that's in my wedding video where I'm crying sort of as I'm hugging Josh. And I say to him, I feel like I'm going to wake up and I'm going to tell you that we had a dream that we, I'm going to like cry now. Like, you <laughs> telling you, I feel silly, but I felt like I was going to wake out of my dream. and tell my husband that it, it wasn't even real. It just felt like, it just felt like so magical. It felt so magical, I feel silly. <laughs> I feel so silly, because I'm like almost 40 years old and this just still has a very magical feeling. It felt like our own fairy tale was, you know, coming to a new chapter. And it was just super exciting and nothing I could ever have, pray to God for ever. That's wonderful feeling. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I hate going into this next question. Uh, <laughs> um, so we talked about the ride mix in mix up, I guess you would say, did anything else go wrong or just not turn out like you expected it to? That was the only thing. And I, and I kind of felt like that might've happened because it was the end. It was like, everything has been so perfect all day. If we do this one thing, she might be confused, but she won't be that mad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the explanation behind it, but uh, nothing else went wrong. And I think that's really thanks to my outside planner, because I think that staying on schedule was the key to nothing going wrong. 
wrong, if that makes any sense. Definitely. It's like, you know, if you want everything that you want and you tell Disney you want to do this in five hours, because they're not messing around, you got to do this in five hours, right? There's other events happening at Disney, not just yours. And you have to be aware of that. And so I hired someone to keep us on track. Because I feel like if I didn't have someone keeping us on track, Disney will keep you on track, but they'll keep you on track by telling you, maybe this can happen today because now we're running an hour behind. So nothing else really had any hiccups. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, I really wish that I had more TikToks that I could squeeze into the day. But I think when you have a jam-packed day like mine and you wanna do a million zillion things, you have to kind of incorporate your TikToks or like your planned social media into your timeline to make it work out. So I was just so like enamored by the day that I just couldn't think of social media. At one point, some of my friends took my phone away because they know that I like to capture everything on my phone and like document everything. And it was just a moment where they wanted me sort of like this as this wedding influencer not to document. They were like, we are documenting for you. You have your photo and your video here. Just enjoy it, just enjoy it. And to be honest, that's probably why I get emotional talking about it, because I actually enjoyed my day. I can honestly say I enjoyed my day. Oh, that's fantastic. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or was stressing you out, and then it turned out not to be a big deal? I felt like having outside vendors was going to be a big fight with Disney, because as a wedding business, I understand what it is to be a business, right? I understand it right? You're, you're going to have your preferred people who you've worked with time and time again, you know that they're going to deliver and you don't want your people to have a bad experience. So you have preferred vendors. So I felt like that was going to be a big fight with them. But the fact that I chose Grand Floridian kind of helped me out and it allowed for me to have a lot of outside vendors. And I felt like I was someone who was seasoned in the wedding industry, that I was not going to be picking anyone who was going to flake on me or do anything crazy. I was investing a lot into my vendors. And so like with flying them out and housing them and just just the quality of who they are, I had experience with them. And I'm really thankful that Disney had places in which they said, hey, you're allowed to have your own outside vendors here, there, but not here and there. And so I kind of had to play a game with that. There were other little elements that I was hoping to have, like I was hoping to have fog incorporated into my reception in a particular way. And I was hoping to have sparklers, which I see at almost every wedding I go to. Those are like little touches that I think are really phenomenal, but sparklers are forbidden at Disney and not allowed. But then again, you get fireworks. So, you know, there's sort of like a trade-off with certain things that don't fit into their policy. But Disney is Disney and they're the boss. And that's how I like to see it. And I think that with those things missing, it wasn't the end of the world. Um, and I'm really grateful that I was able to incorporate some other things and other options that they had instead. That's great. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Even though I enjoyed my day, I'm not going to lie. I think I would have had a lot more well thought out TikToks incorporated into my timeline. <laughs> Just because like, I really enjoy documenting things in my life. Like, I mean, I look forward to like talking more about this, like on my YouTube and like really breaking down the emotional and like actual journey of like, planning and discovering and utilizing bride groups that are, you know, experts at Disney weddings. I mean, there are people out here who are genuinely, I mean, your book was super helpful. I mean, like, I just realized that even though I know weddings, there's always something to learn about a Disney wedding. Like, you, you don't know it all. There's always something changing and evolving and you just never know what you can incorporate. Oh, I, I didn't even get to talk about this, but I the night before my actual event, I took a little pontoon boat that you can actually book at, you know, you can book and you can get it right outside of Grand Floridian. And we invited like, you know, eight friends to get on the pontoon boat. And we took the pontoon boat right up to Magic Kingdom and it docked and we watched the Magic Kingdom fireworks. And we kind of did like a photo shoot there. and. 
that's just incredible. And I even saw that and thought to myself, oh my goodness, someone could elope here. Someone could get on the pontoon boat and elope. And technically, you kind of got married at Disney, you know? Like there's so many really cool ideas that me as an officiant could just think of. And I was just like, there's something for everybody at Disney. Like nobody should ever feel, no matter what your budget is, that's just like the one thing, no matter what your budget is, don't be ashamed. And Disney has something for everybody, something for everybody. And that's the magic. And that's what's beautiful. And that's what's amazing. And so if there's one more thing I would want to like squeeze in if I did it all over again was really getting my own little footage because, oh, there's so many moments to savor. There's so many moments I just want to look in my camera and be like, don't forget, this is happening to you right now. And this is how you feel. Like, I just wanted to be able to like have that on video. <laughs> Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I think the one thing is just the tip is the thing that I just said, no matter your budget, believe me, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care if you're eloping, you're getting married for the first time, that you're celebrating five years, 10 years, 15, 20, 25, everybody, everybody in their love should have a Disney celebration of some kind. And it doesn't matter the budget, there is something for everybody. So hopefully everyone in the world, <laughs> I'm not, I'm literally, I'm not even getting paid for this. I'm just being honest. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not an influencer paid by Disney. I just think that everyone should have their magical love moment at Disney. And there is something for everybody, no matter what your budget is. <laughs> That's great advice. Well, Roxy, I think you've offered a ton of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married or having a vow renewal at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Oh, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm just, I'm so excited to even like sit down and talk about it this way, because I feel like I haven't had a moment to really do that. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.